How's their sneeze? <laughs> Just get it like out. Like old man about to say something, but he mad. Yeah. <laughs> like the Tasmanian devil or something. How does Papa laugh? I haven't heard it in a couple of years. Oh, dang it. Oh. Yeah. Man. Okay. So, we live. Out of sight, out of mind. We live. We live, baby. Alrighty then. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, I'm trying to get my energy up, okay? Welcome back, back to another episode of... Excuse me. I'm speaking. So who's speaking? Oh, you already know who it is. She is Twinkle. She is me. I am her in the building. <laughs> Black clap emojis. That's right. Alrighty then. On and Android too. They on Android too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. And who else is speaking over here? My name is Lexi. Oh, you have a stutter. First of all, you're you're disrespectful. Some of my best friends have stutters, okay? Okay. So awkward. Hopefully Lexa sneezes so y'all can hear her sneeze. Yeah, whatever. Uh-uh, she might have a Rona. Don't be sneezing. I don't have Rona. Don't speak that over my I'm life. I'm saying, you got to be careful sneezing nowadays. All righty then. And I know y'all heard another voice in the background, but let me do the introduction. Mysterious oh. voice. Mysterious, deep voice. Testosterone. Girl, don't be hating. She's definitely a hater. So, this is special. He is our first guest. Mark it down, buddy. And, 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 first of many. This is probably his first of many appearances. Yeah, this one hits close to home. This one is my husband, Mr. Whitney Morgan. Little background information. Not only is he a husband, a dad, a son, a pain all that. In my side. Girl, shut up. Mm. You should hear what he says about you. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> he is also a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. And he also works for KCATA. He does credit repair. You know, the jack of all trades. Let's give him a great, warm, welcome introduction. Introducing Whitney Morgan. Thank you, my beautiful black queens. Uh, excuse yes. me. I'm speaking as well. Okay. Uh, but y'all can speak first. Okay, question. Since this is your first time on our show, what do you think of our name? I thought it was amazing. You talking about the name of the podcast? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's a, a double. It's a conundrum, or it's a it parallels for how Black women have to um, are reclaiming their time. Oh yes, yes. In, this in, is the time the, of the Black woman in the corporate corporate America. That's yeah. A big word. Oh yeah, we we getting a little ti-ish, a little expedition expeditionishly today. But yes. yeah, Black women uh, reclaiming their time in the corporate setting. Uh, no more. Of being quiet or oh, being no. s- spoken over mm-hmm. or uh, nope. rid- ridiculed mm-hmm. in the boardroom, 
Uh, they're 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 reclaiming their time. They're telling uh, I wish I had the organ music. those CEOs and those board members hoop. that they're they're here to stay <laughs> and they have good ideas and they have something to offer. Yes, and if they don't, that. if they don't, then they quit and they start their own business. Um, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, another, we all still have jobs, but you we know, do, and we uh, we appreciate our jobs. Yes. We appreciate our jobs. Thank you. Yes. In case you're listening. We got a jizz up. <laughs> Alrighty then. So I'm glad to have Whitney on the show with us today because we have so much to cover. Y'all, we will never miss another week, okay, unless something crazy happens in life. But, you know, we wasn't here last week. I don't even have an excuse. But this week, we got to give you double for your trouble of not being here. So we may as well just get on into these topics, y'all. Okay, let's pray that Lexi transitions at some point. First of all, I did the whole introduction. The whole introduction? I did. Mm. Okay, anywho. So y'all remember that. Um, let's get started with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes! In West. But I never y'all born and raised. Well, playground is where I spent most, most of my days. days. Chilling out back and relaxing, all cool. Shooting on b-ball outside. I knew you didn't know the words. First of all, I just didn't, they didn't come out right. <laughs> uh-huh. I knew the words. Started yeah. making trouble when in the neighborhood. I got, got in one little fight. fight. My mom's got scared. She's saying, "Move with your auntie, Uncle, Uncle and Bel Air." Yeah, hope we don't get copyrighted this. for that. Well, yeah, we, we didn't. We, we didn't say up. all the lyrics correctly, so you can't sue us. Exactly. That's why I had Lexi sing it. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, we just got done watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. This is magical. 30 years later. Um, I know y'all asking, which Aunt Viv was on the reunion, y'all? Both of them. Both, Both of them. them. Look at God. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yeah, so let's just get rid of that elephant in the room. I'm going to start off saying what I, I did not like about it. What? Okay. Negative energy. Let's go. Okay, well, I'm just saying that because, you know, everybody just wants to be like, I no, love it. I miss it. so. Okay, because, first of all, I felt some type of way a long time ago when they suddenly switched Aunt Viv and just expected people not to say With nothing. no explanation. Like, anything. y'all didn't even try to get an Aunt Viv that looked alike. You went from a dark skin into a light skin Aunt Viv. And tell me how they going to explain Ashley and Carlton, where they come from. That's true. But if you kind of think about it, if they got someone that looked like her, it's kind of like... It's yeah, how would that same. have gone over if they got another? Okay, but you don't just get a totally woman. different Aunt Viv and be like, "Oh, Aunt Viv, you look different." So, do you want to give the the crowd the reason why they replaced them or the back history? They was being haters. Okay, so come to find out, the show writers they were not black; they were white. The good part about the show is that they were letting the cast have input as to like what their Enormous characters input. would say. Yeah, yeah. So that was good, but. They made a lot of the big decisions, and I personally feel like there could have been some colorism behind it. I don't know if I'm in that by myself. 25%. Okay, well, this is the thing. The the second Aunt Viv, the light-skinned one, come to find out, they wanted her to audition the first time. Mm-hmm. And she decided not to. She had, like, another role she was going for. So the, the first Aunt Viv... At her, like, she did it for three seasons. And then when it was time to renew her contract, they offered her, like, a really low salary. Although, she played an important role in the show. Like, she, like, her character had, like, soul. Like, a lot of character. Like, she brought something to it. Just like Uncle Phil did. And the new Aunt Viv was just kind of there to smile and be pretty. 
Yeah, she really was. Yeah. Like, she had the least lines out of everybody. Jazz may have had more meaning to the show than her. I loved him. So when you guys are watching this, put in the comments uh, which Aunt Viv you like better and why. I'm going to go ahead and say dark-skinned Aunt Viv, uh, to what my wife alluded to. She had personality. Yeah, um, she, she did. OG Aunt Viv. OG. And then she was checking folks. Like, she made reference to, so go ahead and check that out on HBO Max, but she made reference to... Like scenes where she had on a five thousand dollars shirt, but then she was taking her earrings off and, and getting bucked with the police and things like that. Yeah, yeah, like I loved it. And plus, uh, I think for it to be like a rich black family, to see a dark skinned woman like being um, what's the word submissive to her husband mm-hmm. that was a black male. Like it wasn't the black woman that was like running the household, which is like the stereotype. That was rare. In yeah. Those days. And yeah. so she was still powerful in her own right, but she gave him that respect too. Yeah. And so for them to kind of like to take her character away and okay. So backstory, I guess she, her attitude changed on the set in the third season. So she was pregnant though, like in real life. She was pregnant on the show, but she I was pregnant in real life. Fake the whole time. Right, well, they just no, they wrote that into the script. Actresses have kids. Yeah, I thought she was wearing a fake belly. Girl, no, she it's was possible, really pregnant. But no, they that was smart. They did that, and then she was also in a abusive relationship at home. Yeah, mm. and like of course she wasn't telling them that, and. I heard y'all say while we was watching it that she should have said something. But personally, like, that was her personal business at home. Like, maybe she felt like you have to separate home from work. Well, I was just saying, from everybody else's perspective, all they know and see is that she's coming to set with a different attitude. Exactly. And is maybe not acting in a professional manner. She's hormonal. Right. Okay, but if your personality is going to change in any environment, whether you're at work or around your group of friends, and you're not willing to explain why, don't be surprised when people are mad at you. Like, you can't just be one way one day, and then the next day you're a completely different person, and then you expect for everybody to just, like, treat you like normal when you're treating everyone differently. So, like... You don't have to explain what you're going through, but maybe say, hey, you know, I'm, I am I am going through right now or right now is just not, I'm not that talkative right now. Share something, but you can't expect to have a bad attitude and then you don't want everybody else to be offended because you never know. Sometimes when we, are, when we have bad attitudes, we say things or we act a certain way that this doesn't necessarily represent who we actually are. So she should give some type of backstory, especially because they said they are around, they were around each other every single day. So, like, obviously, your the her mood affected somebody. That's true. I clearly affected like Will Smith because they told him they they asked him basically like how he felt working with her, and I guess he basically said she's difficult to work with. And from her perspective, as a dark skinned black woman in like Hollywood in the acting world that like ruined her career after that because mm-hmm. his word kiss of death. Yeah, like his word meant a lot because he was the star of the show. They put a label on her. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, Oh, well if Will doesn't get along with her, then we don't need her. Mm-hmm. And like basically when she was like, No, I'm worth more than what y'all are trying to offer me mm-hmm. and her abusive husband at the time didn't have a job. So she was supporting the both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, no, I can't accept this. Now, she was probably thinking, oh, they're going to come back with something more. Mm-hmm. Now, she should have negotiated she more. Negotiated. But she didn't. And they were like, okay, cool. And they went back to the light skin on Viv that they wanted to audition to begin no, with. I'm not going to lie. I, 
I, I, I like both of them. Like, which one you like better? Stand on it. Why do you like Nuance Viv? She's just sweet. That's it. No, she's she, not. Anybody can look sweet. She no, looks like a grandma. She just, she's sweet. She's a sweet looking lady. She didn't even say anything. Okay, but she was a sweet lady. Like, she was just a part of the show as, like, the sweet. Okay, think of lady. Will Smith's mama that came on the show that would come and visit. That don't her, seem like that's her sister. You asked her what she liked. I want to know why she like her. No, but I do like, I like her because, you know, she's just sweet. I don't dislike the lady. Mm. She's just sweet. But then Mm -hmm. I also like the original. Can she dance like OG on Viv? No, but I'm saying the OG on Viv, I liked her artistry better. Like, Mm -hmm. you could tell she was, like, not saying that the new Aunt Viv was not a actress and, all you know, all that great and stuff. Because, obviously, she had a long career, too. But this the the dynamic that the original OG. So she was a better actor. Actress. In Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I would have to go with OG because she was like she was amazing. But all right, so even to close out of this topic, of course, they gave their um, like condolences to Uncle Phil, Uh who was like the true uncle of the show. Foundation. Yes. Yes, but. How do y'all feel about the characters now? How they look now or how they've progressed in life since the show? Well, when we first started watching, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody needs to get Hillary. What's her name? Karen? Karen A new skin routine. Because it was, I was like, oh my gosh. But then the more we started watching, I realized like she was older. She's 54 now. Yeah, Yeah. she was older when they started filming that. So, So, I mean, it makes sense. No, if she's 54, 30 years ago. 24? Yeah, yeah, she wasn't that old. No, but she was old. Like in sitcoms, that's kind of old. Girl, no, it's not. It's not As a being a kid on a sitcom, she was not a kid. You just trying to give like, her an excuse. What in her or like eighteen or nineteen on the show or something? No, she wasn't. I just told no, you. No, I'm saying her character. Y'all realize we got a lot more topics. Okay, but still, I okay, will visitor. Say, yeah, exactly. You trying to run stuff this whole time? The age and who's old. Okay, but I personally, I when I first saw her, that was my first thought. But I loved, when I watched the reunion, it made me appreciate her character on the show more. Because Hillary was what black girls were never portrayed as on TV. Did she? Well, no, but she was the rich black bougie, girl uppity. that was bougie. And that she, like, she was like the, the black share for us. Right. So she was like a role that we haven't seen. Normally, the black girls on TV, we are either ghetto or we're trying to be, you know, somebody's baby mama or like. Or like, just like, I'm strong, independent black. We have an attitude. I know all of my history and nobody can tell me anything. And she's just like, my daddy pays for all my stuff. Yes, she brought the rich black girl vibe. Like, she was a staple and people don't give her that credit. Hey, out of all of the black shows on TV back then, what is y'all favorite? Like, let's think there's Family Matters, there's Good Times, there's Cosby Show, there's Living Single, there's um, Martin. Oh, so good. No, but they're all different, like, family types. It's like, mm, okay, so if we just stick with family and not friends, it would be Cosby Show. Mm -hmm. It would be... um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, 
Family Matters, Good Times. You can't put Good Times on the same They're a family. They're a black family. Good Times is like the OG of all of those shows. And these are, exactly. Yeah, these are all different time periods. But, but it of, doesn't matter because they was all of, coming on at the same time. Out of those four, I'm going with Fresh Prince. That's me. Yeah, I would go with Fresh Prince too. Which impacted my life. Now, somebody older than us probably is, is you know, spitting up their food yeah. right now. Good Times, you didn't watch Good Times. <laughs> No, I, I did, but catch your dentures. Fresh, catch yeah, your fresh pants had a more impact on me um, personally. I've seen like here or there shows of like Good Times or like Family Matters, but Fresh Prince. I've Family seen Matters the most. was cool. Family um, Matters was good. I love Stefan and Urkel. Yeah, I mean you got your Urkel moments, but Laura Winslow. Cool. Fresh Prince offered a lot more than just uh, a geeky kid good, with glasses. Too. Yeah, Cosby Show probably is the number it's just two. The legacy has been ruined, so it's just really hard. For right, me. I feel like all accurate. four shows are were necessary. If well, you think about it, I don't know if y'all thought of it this way. Good Times was like poor, struggling, working class, barely getting by black family, but we still love each other and we're strong and we're gonna stick together. Mm. But here's our struggle. Oh, freaking Jeffersons, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. These were all on at the same time. So there's that. And then there was... Still uh, going with Fresh Prince. But yeah, those are all... Would y'all say Family Matters comes after no, that? No, what was the show? Uh, uh, well, Whitley. Uh, uh, that's a different world, but that's not family. It's not, it's not family. family, but it's still... Mm-hmm. No, if we can't include living single, we can't include them. No, but what I thought was really powerful that... Um, what's her name? Tatiana on the reunion... She said about family, she's like, people kept commenting black excellence when they weren't looking at black excellence in terms of Fresh Prince as, oh, this is a rich black family, but they were looking at it as this is a family that loves one another right. in like the black, you know, Even throughout all their community. ups and downs. Right. So I feel like with all of those shows, The Cosbys, Family Matters, Good Times, all of them, what they had in common was like family love and that like we can be successful and get along. At the same time. It, humani- and it humanized us in a world that yes. demonized us. Well, I felt like Family Matters was like the working class black family where like like they have like honorable jobs. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, they don't live in like a rich neighborhood, but like they're like, um, like integrated with everybody mm-hmm. around them. It's not just a black neighborhood, right. but they're probably like the regular average black family Middle during class. that time. Right. So speaking of family, Thanksgiving is coming up. Transition. Okay. Girl. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So we're in Kansas and Missouri. So our um, Corona rules is you shouldn't have Thanksgiving gatherings. Zoom. Yeah, you, better get, you better get on Zoom. I'm not about to be eating no greens um, and potatoes. Yeah, I'm not doing that on Zoom. Like, we're not talking through Zoom. Like, give me a Thanksgiving call like we normally do. Like, the people out of state. And right. say, hey, but hey, my family in the state, like y'all tripping. Mm-hmm. This is our, y'all don't know who y'all dealing with when y'all tell black people don't meet for Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. You could hear grandma smacking on on one camera and uncle. Um, our so grandmother would snoring. never. Yeah, she doesn't believe in. No, smacking. I'm talking about in general, not personalizing mm-hmm. it to you. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving would. I feel really bad though for people whose family 
You know, like, they're not in close proximity, so they have to spend Thanksgiving yeah, alone. it's real. Or, like, they have to spend Thanksgiving through Zoom. What about I'm those college Zoom. students that normally would, like, go home with their friends or something because they they can't fly to go be with their family on Thanksgiving? Oh, that's true. Well, no, because some colleges are out of out. Yeah, they're already home. A lot of them are already oh, home. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so they don't go back to, like, February. If oh, that. Oh, dang. Yeah. Well, I mean, but what about those people who their families don't really get together? So they count on their, like, their friends' families. They're not coming for Thanksgiving. I'm letting y'all know right now. Someone just told me that their family doesn't feel comfortable gathering, so all of their friends are going to come over to their house. I, I mean, I love my friends, but we're, mm-mm. I don't know about a Friendsgiving this I year. I did one before. The food wasn't the same. That's the that's a cultural decision. I don't believe. It was disgusting. Mel-made Someone brought out casserole, and I'm like, oh. Oh, no. Oh. No. At my <laughs> job, they were like, you guys don't have green bean casserole? That's for what they made. That's <laughs> another that cultural decision. That is not supposed decision. to be in a casserole. Like, no, the word casserole. The word casserole is a co- cultural decision. Nasty. Yeah. Anywho, well, um, I already know for Thanksgiving. Okay, so I already know for Thanksgiving we'll be doing our usual. Are so. you gonna do Black Friday shopping? Ooh. I thought that already started. I th- that should have been canceled, really. No, I really think they should cancel it. Mm, I'm not a fan. I'm not going to go anywhere. Watch the corona numbers skyrocket after that. Yeah, I'm not even trying to be negative. I just don't think it's smart. No, I'm, I actually have always liked Cyber Monday. It's just a little bit more convenient. You don't got to deal with people. Put your stuff in your basket and check out, girl. Like, mm, Your mother will still be there. She, no, like, she loves will. the event of black shopping. Okay. Black so. shopping. All right. Anywho, so talking about black families, y'all know we got to bring it up every single week. The Braxtons. The Braxton family. Value. Oh. Why does she do that run at the end? Okay. So this week on The Braxtons. Uh, Whitney, I know that you don't watch The Braxtons, but we'll, we'll keep you TV up today. Get, get your life. Is that a term? Get your that life. No, she Tamar is. She's been a saint all season. She is she on the good. show? Um, yes. Oh, okay. So they still sisters? What you? D- Shady. Don't be doing Braxton's like that. Nah, you you the one that told me that the sisters be acting shady towards her, so I had to ask a, a reasonable question. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you make a valid point. Um, I don't know if Tracy is still aware that they're her sisters. Yeah, um, because I'd be a little scared of Tracy. I wouldn't be scared of her. I'd be Which like, one is Tracy? you need help. Tracy is the she's w- the one that wasn't in the group anymore. The tall one. No, that's no. Tawanda. I have to oh, show yeah, you Tawanda. a picture of Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> Which one is the one that got the super Baltimore accent? That's Tracy. The one that we be making fun of how she talk. No, no that's, that's Trina. Trina. Yeah. She be like so. Yeah, that's she not got even like, Baltimore. I don't even know what it no, is. No, she got like. Bel Air slash Baltimore. She'd be like, I love <laughs> about <laughs> about house. I hate that. Like, mm-mm. but anyway. So this week's episode, she was getting married. First of all, I would have felt some type of way. I know she has a bunch of sisters, but the fact that they walked her out and was holding her train to her dress—that's kind of a special moment. Yeah. I don't know if I would have did that, but Tracy was drunk. So She said she wasn't. She was drunk, you could tell. She her ponytail was just like struggling, right, sticking it's too, out. There's too many T names. So which one was actually getting married? Trina. Trina. 
and was she the one that was drunk? No, no. Tracy. The sister that she has a problem with everybody right now. Because? Because she She still, doesn't feel valued. Yeah, she feels like the, like, ugly duckling Braxton. She said she feels like the cousin's sister. Yeah. But she just puts herself sister. in that position. Like, I think she just has some, like, personal issues. And she feels less than. Yeah. So, so any- another T word, therapy? Yep. Uh, no. Actually, she went this episode. Yeah, but my problem with Trace, my problem with their whole family is like they'll go to therapy and then they don't use what they learned in therapy. Uh, I did That's watch because them they're on, doing it on TV. It's the difference. Yamya. Yamya. So disrespectful. Van Zant? No, I was trying to say it. Yamla. Yam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You watched them on there? Yeah, and they weren't, like you said, they weren't receptive to what she, the no. game she was kicking. Well, in this week's episode, she, they were, like, walking their sister out, holding her train, and she trips over a plant and fell. <laughs> like, face like, plant fell. Yes, but it was, like, obvious. And this is supposed to be her sister's special moment. If I was Trina, I would have been like, Oh, she set her up for that? Like, she did she it on plan- she, No, she was drunk. Oh. But she was like, shoot, I haven't even had no drink. I don't even know what that was about. I, I wish I had a drink. And she's lying. Because so in her confessional, she was like, I might have had a little bit. Like, she clearly did. It was bad. <laughs> no, first of all, if I was Trina, they would not be carrying my dress. They, first of all, they all had on different things. I was Tony really looked mad. a mess. No, Tony looked great. No, Tony wore a suit jacket with, with nothing like, underneath. It was like lingerie underneath. First of all, you don't wear that boots. to your sister's wedding. How disrespectful. She's Tony Braxton. I, it crazy. don't matter. When you're at my wedding, Trina Braxton, you're nobody. You're my sister. Okay, and that's Tamar here for support. looked like she got her dress from Ross. So Okay, because she wasn't trying to outdo her sister on her wedding so day. So she's going to wear the cheapest dress that she's got? Okay, so when you get married, I'm going to wear a suit you're coat gonna, with lingerie you and should, some heels. And I will celebrate. No, you will be ticked off. No, I won't. All the groomsmen are going to be like, who's that in the front row? I don't care what the, <laughs> the bride looks like. What the bride like. look like. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm hot. And then <laughs> take someone their, take my jacket. Their dresses collectively did not make any sense for them to be in they any part of the in, wedding. They weren't in the wedding. Okay, so they should have stayed that way. Okay, well, whatever the case, Tracy tripped and fell. Then afterwards, um, their dad was singing to Trina. He was trying. Like, as his tribute. He can't sing. The rest of the family can sing. Mm. He can't. But it was special because it was their daddy. Well, he used to be a pastor, so, you know, a lot of pastors a lot, they think, think they, they can, can sing. sing. But yeah. if they're not in the spirit, they can't do he it. He wasn't in the spirit. <laughs> so, anywho, so... Um, she's sing- like he's singing to her, and then he's like, "Oh, I need help. Oh, Tracy, come over here and help me out." She finishes the song, but she sounded bad too. But whatever, the sisters were laughing at their dad because he couldn't sing. But they were like, "Oh, but it's, it's sweet though." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tracy's daughter-in-law was in the audience, and she's she- not even a daughter-in-law. She's just. I hate when people well, do that. no, because her son's engaged. They're engaged. It's not official. That is his. They got a whole baby and everything. We TV said Kevin and his girlfriend. Okay, so Lexi feels strongly about that. I hate when people do that. Okay, so she when Tracy goes back to sit down, the little messy little girl says, "Oh, that yeah, her name's Olivia." She's like, "Oh, your sisters were laughing at you when you were singing." She knew what she was doing. You know that she already is not in a great place with her sisters. You know she already feels inferior to them. Why on Trina's special day or just 
period, would you say that? Do you want to pull her further away from them? And you're not 100% sure. If you felt so strongly about it, you should have been like, um, excuse me, like, are y'all laughing at her? Like, like, you're not really concerned. You're just being messy. She's a kid, yep. of course, compared to the rest of them. But so Tracy gets mad and she like stomps out. She makes a scene. She is like, I'm not freaking with none of y'all. And da, 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 like starts cussing, going off and everything. Like went back to the back, but they could hear her. They're like, what is this commotion? Tamar goes to the back to change her shoes. She gets like Tracy gets in her face and Tamar is like, did I do something? Like you could tell me. She's like, I'm so sick of you. I'm sick of all of you. Like she was about to fight her. And at one point Trina was like, what is the commotion? And she was about to go back there, but they were like, oh no, it's nothing. Cause they didn't want her to ruin her wedding day. Uh, sounds like it was already wed, uh, ruined. But like, That's you don't horrible. make a scene like that. Like, it's yes. not about you. Like, and she ended up, her husband ended up getting her to leave, but he's a punk because he should say He something. makes me so mad. Which husband is this? Um, oh, remember they were on marriage Kevin. boot camp. Kevin is her husband. What does husband. he look like? He has, he has dreads. dreads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, but you know from marriage boot camp, he barely talks and says anything. And you just let her ruin yes, it. Man. Well, come to find out, fast forward, they said she was acting that way because, okay, the Braxton sisters have a brother. You barely see him. But he had kids, and his daughter, she died um, earlier this year. year. I thought it was last year. Oh, maybe it was last year. Well, well, she died. She was, like, really young, too. She was, like, 20-something. But, like... Tracy, his sister, she doesn't have any daughters. She just has one son. So his daughter was kind of like like her like daughter. Like mm-hmm. she was like the second mom and she had a like close relationship with her closer than she did with her own sisters. And so the fact that she wasn't there and she's still grieving her death, she said that is her excuse as to why she was acting that way that day and what she was treating everybody that way and she feels alone and she's scared to accept this is her new reality that like this other person is not there and that was a person she was able to lean on and I'm sorry I just don't think that's an excuse like I understand people grieve like we've had to grieve both of our grandparents that were Mm -hmm. like the model grandparents for like and they died within six months of each other and we weren't evil to people. Like, I just don't right. think that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's not. Like, I think it's horrible and to cuss everybody way. out. It's horrible. What do y'all think? Like, about grief and the way people treat people. Um, I definitely think that grief is not an excuse to be a jerk. But I also think, this is what I learned from therapy, too, is that sometimes grief can pull you out of your normal character. And so that's where, like, when she did go to her therapy session, I sympathized with her. Because, okay, she didn't necessarily mean it. But when you're grieving and you're already going through stuff before you started grieving, it's just making it worse. So she kind of has to take that self. You're not responsible for the fact that the person passed away, but you are responsible for the fact of healing. So I think that whatever she can do to help her grieving process if it's talking to your sisters if it's you realizing that your sisters are not going to be perfect it's not always going to be laughing and giggling like it's not always going to be like that so like having a conversation where you sit down and at least you've done your part but if you are irritated by the way that your family treats you and you still give them that hateful energy in return i don't feel bad for you at all and if you feel lonely 
uh, lashing out at everybody is only going to make you feel even more lonely. Because nobody wants to be around you. You have to take the time to grieve. And I think anytime you go through a grieving process, it, it makes you go through self-reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of take a step back from normal day-to-day life. And just, you need to celebrate that person's life first and foremost. Like, celebrate their life, the influence they had on you and your family. And take that time to celebrate your life with your friends and family. Don't push everybody away. The people who are still here in the present, in the flesh, now you're pushing them away because you're mad about the person that has been lost. Um, I don't think that's the way I go about it, but I haven't personally lost somebody that close to me, so I don't know. Yeah, I I think... I'll give her a little bit of leeway because it's not like she could just choose not to go to her sister's wedding because she's grieving. I think that would have been worse, but I probably would have been a little bit more reserved because I know I'm not in the right headspace. If I know I'm easily triggered when I'm in a certain environment, I just just keep 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 quiet because if somebody says says the wrong thing, you're going to become a completely different person and you're going to regret what you said. So you just step away or just don't be there for that long. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect line um, that you should probably tell 45. Yep. Number 45. He's oh, the Donald? Got to take the L. The orange one. Uh, yeah. The orange one. Yeah. Um, what, Asian, what did Lexi Asian just orange. say? Just step away. He won't He won't do it. No. He's like getting evicted and he just refuses to move. Hey, boy, <laughs> we just, don't want you. Just for the record, that's what he's running from is he has uh, lawsuits, jail time. Clink, clink. Uh, Lock it down. More uh, detailed analysis me. of his tax returns. All of that is waiting mm. on him outside. You will no, have, no longer have the protection of the presidency once he's out of there and yeah all if if you haven't for my listeners out there and i say my because i'm <laughs> i'm an extended member of this family because i'm related or married to both of you he uh now i forgot what i was gonna say related but yeah everybody okay he's related to you crazy everybody <laughs> attached to him <laughs> is in jail or has corona that's true oh that's not funny but <laughs> no that's facts though like hashtag facts I'm, i only laugh because he was the main person saying that it's not real well he puts yeah he puts all that negative energy out there and all that angry and all, he he's brought the worst or revealed the worst yep. out of a lot of americans so i was just highlighting that like yeah his day is coming my thing is, you're going to go to jail regardless. So you're going to jail now. I mean, you're either going to go now or you're going to go January the 20th. Which you want to go to jail, you want to go home. Right. What? You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. That was his theme song on the way up. Right. But he's refusing. Yeah. Somebody told me this week, it might have been my mama. She said, I think that he's just trying to like lie long enough where people start believing the lie. Like, yep. you know, maybe he does have, like, you know, some, like, realistic claims to this. Because he wouldn't just keep going if it was a lie. He's Donald Trump. Yes, he yes he would. Yeah. I, I think I'd probably try to avoid jail time, too. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. he's stopping Biden from transitioning. And Biden wants to pass, like, the HEROES Act. You know, that would help with, like, stimulus and getting yes. more, um, like, PPE supplies out there. and. Need that generating um like funds to different parts of america that have like suffered from this coronavirus pandemic 
freaking did y'all see okay this week i guess they have like zoom calls with like the world leaders mm-hmm. um like not just like in america but all over the world and all of them were on the zoom calls it's some type of like briefing they do and you can what watch it on tv zoom call that's what i want to know I forgot. They were talking about it on CNN, but you can watch it on TV. Well, when as soon as they got to the coronavirus portion of the call, all of a sudden, Donald Trump's video just grayed out. He was gone. He went golfing. Wow. That's y'all president. He's not mine. And it is such a slap in the face. And he's talking about election claims. And yet the numbers are going through the roof. Mm. That's what I know. So many people like within like, you know, um, either I know the person or I know the person that knows the person that had coronavirus or they think they have it. Like people are having to get tests like all the time now. I've gotten one test and that was the most painful test ever. So I'm just trying to avoid the test unless I have to take it again. But like it was like it's horrible. Like and it's affecting different people differently. Like some people are in ICU and then other people are like chilling at home for three days, like not feeling well, but they still like had it. They tested positive. Mm -hmm. But like low key, the people that got it, they're like stay home from work for two weeks paid. What y'all think of the... uh, What y'all think of the racial makeup of Biden's transition team? Okay, so I heard that they're actually, like, he has a lot of people of color on the team. Racial and gender, a lot different than 45s. I think it's necessary. It's about time. It's groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Girl. It is. That was your big word for the day? Yes, groundbreaking. What's groundbreaking about it? It's just, like, history. It's like. Things need to change. Yes. The things that people well before us fought for are actually happening, like, on a grander scale. Like, women used to just just uh, protest that we can even vote, but now it's, okay, we're voting for a woman. And then the woman won. Like, that's, like, that's major. And now the people that will be helping to make decisions with that woman and that man are other women of color. Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about I'm excited. It. I also... I think what's most frustrating about this whole transition is that I just fail to understand why people still stand behind Donald Trump because he lacks humanity like on a whole because they they're the same way like he doesn't care that people are dying people are losing their jobs people are like can't feed their kids and stuff like trying to save himself well to some people he represents the anti-politician He's a businessman that infiltrated politics and He's was like trying to change people. all the politics behind. Like some people look at him as a guy that was going to change the system, but really he just messed everything up and then he left Literally. and went golfing. And now I feel sorry for Biden because he has a lot, a lot of work to, to do. Seems like Demo- every time Biden. a Democrat comes in, they got to clean up the mess. Yep. Okay, y'all know what is so interesting to me. So this week. Um, um, Obama had like a sit down conversation with Oprah. Now it looks like they were in President the same room. Obama. Yeah, President Obama wow. had a sit down conversation with Oprah, and this is like after like the election. It's real time. It wasn't like pre recorded a long time ago. And she was basically asking him about like his presidency. Like, how does he feel about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and like them winning? And do you think they'll be able to make a difference? Yada yada yada. He was asking like what effect his presidency had on his marriage, his kids, all of that. 
and he had a book coming out yeah he had a book coming out but Mm -hmm. like during this time like i love to hear from him oh yeah i thought it was interesting the way they did it because he was actually sitting in a room with the green screen and oprah was like at her house but the green screen made it look like he was in a sitting in a chair across from her and he was having a conversation with her like as if it was a face-to-face interview that's cool yeah i thought it was really nice so it wasn't like a zoom style which we're getting tired of seeing but anyway, so in the interview, he talked about how, like, as the president, every single morning he would get, like, a briefing book to look at, which is basically, these are all of the things that are happening in the background. All the fires that are happening, you know, there's gonna, there might be a bomb here, there might be a shooting here, here's a terrorist threat, da-da-da-da, stuff they will never hear about because he has to make decisions in the background to stop those things from happening. That is what he gets with his morning coffee every single morning. You're wow. literally hit with bad news. Well, Trump gets the same thing. He just don't do Barack Obama just actually took it serious. Like, yeah. if if Obama got something like Corona on that same book, we Obama, assume he would have took it seriously. Well, now. he by, uh, Barack Obama and Biden set up the, uh, the task force. The task force for disease and yeah, infectious like that. diseases. Yeah, right. That Trump's uh, shut down. Yeah. And I just think like, cause Barack Obama was saying like, you know, basically people criticize you and it's like, you could have did more. You could have did this. You could have did that. Having no idea that like he stopped a lot of bad things from happening. We just didn't know about in the background. Like, have y'all ever watched Scandal? No. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'm married to you. Okay. So like on Scandal, they were basically like shut down, like a lot of bad things from happening before they got out to the public. And that's exactly what Obama did. So I have more faith in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, like doing that. I'm actually really excited. I don't expect them to be perfect. I don't feel like they're the saviors of our world, but they're getting us back to a normal place like when it gets to the point where china is saying congratulations to president-elect joe biden i'm like oh yeah they sick of trump like sick of him their biggest opponent is gonna be mitch mcconnell who's the speaker of the house he he's a person who did a lot to prevent barack obama from doing what a lot of people thought he should have done he's the speaker of the house so that they're gonna have to really work on their bipartisan relationships but from what I hear, Biden and Kamala Harris are really willing to work with the other side of the rope. The Kamala. Republicans, yeah, Kamala. I can't say anything. Uh, yeah, that's her name is Kamala. Hey man, y'all act like y'all don't mispronounce or miss. No, or I hate when people anything. say her name is Kamala. I hate that. She mm. is not a camel. Her name is Kamala. Okay. Kamala, 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 Kamala. Don't be so disrespectful. <laughs> but y'all laughing though. Next topic. Okay, no, no, no. Next. What I was saying, what kind first of guest of all, is he? he be trying to run our show, okay? Excuse me, I'm speaking. You are not the director. Okay, now. I hope you are speaking, go. Okay, see, look, he's still trying to you do it. You want to fight today? I got to represent for the man, man. Y'all outnumbering me. Oh, my goodness. Um, No, one thing I did want to say is Mitch McConnell, he might not give them that hard of a time because, remember, they were giving Barack a hard time not only because he was Democrat, but he was a black man. Like somebody in what Congress or Senate, one of them called him a tar baby mm-hmm. and got away with it. Horrible. But them working with another white male, they may be more apt to like make things happen. So it's it's also about that too. So hey, 
We'll see. I'm hopeful. Um, but speaking of like transitioning to like a new person in charge, um, did y'all hear about them offering DC Young Fly like a crazy amount of money to take over and become the host of Wild and Out? Eight they tried figures. it. Eight figures. Eight figures for um, it was Viacom that reached out, and mm-hmm. so um, DC Young Fly's response was. Um, no, I'm not doing it. Like, and he's young. He has like a brand new baby. Like, he two. has a girlfriend, and then he has what a two year old, or is she four? She's like two, something like that. But either way, kids cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He has the 85 South show. Like, he's been doing good. He's been in movies and things. But that would be an excellent opportunity for him. But I respect him for turning it down because he was like, no, like Nick gave me a chance. So why would I like? do him like that like oh yeah i'm just about to take your spot um because they offering me the money and we can move on without you like i think that's loyalty some people might think it's stupid because that that's money but they would like own him like i see the loyalty thing too but i also kind of like dc being like a part of a show instead of a host of a show no shade to him but when he was on trl that wasn't it yeah didn't that flop yeah, so I feel like him... But TRL days have been over. But he could have revived... Somebody could revive they TRL. They tried to set him up for success, and from what I understand... People just don't watch music videos like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, it ain't But they need him, to but... take, like, the concept of TRL and change it or something, mm-hmm. because it can come back that... First of all, TRL should have came back during Corona. I mean, I know I don't even know how I got off into this tangent about TRL, but I think that DC, he's better at, like, a support... He's like the funny addition to everything. I don't think he's like hopes. He's good with the group. Looks like in um, eighty five South. Like yes. like you need Carlos there. Some at least. people are lead singers and some people are better in groups as singers. Or maybe some people are like second vocal leads. Yeah, he's he's good in a group. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his own soul? Preach. That's what I have to say about the situation. So, respect to DC Young Fly. Yes. Um, he did mention that only way he would have accepted it is if, like, Nick Cannon would have handed it handed it down to him himself. And that's how you do it as a real man. You got to to be the man. You got to beat the man. So, the actual creator, because he's the creator. I don't know what situation he has with Viacom. Like he created the show. They that's what funded was kind of disappointing because. Obviously, he doesn't own the rights to the show, so and he now they could can do whatever they to. want to do. Like he should have. He, he should had have too much loyalty that. to the well, company. It, it's been in existence since the middle two thousand, so he was younger. He probably his business acumen wasn't what it is now. Like Wild and Out is Nick Cannon. Yeah. I just think they're losing a lot of ratings, especially if that would have been on during Corona. Like they they could have made a lot of money. Like they could have even quarantined in some type of way and had new episodes, but. I digress. All them people lost their jobs. DC could have brought them all back, but I understand I why he didn't. I think they would have came back. They would have the same mindset as DC. I don't I, think so. I think some of them would have been. They would have. They're hurting right now. So Yeah, especially comedians. Like, they're used to going out on the road. Everybody doesn't have an 85 South show or stand-up comedy 
events to fall back on. If anything, I feel like celebrities, there should be their lesson learned to have some type of extra income. That should be everybody's le- lesson learned. Well, that's true. But y'all know what? DC, he is going to be blessed beyond measures. Because remember, he did the same thing when Carlos Miller got fired from Wildin' Out. Mm-hmm. He said, bring him back. I will take a pay cut just so you can pay Set him. Set it on the breakfast club. Yeah. And like Carlos didn't even know. He didn't even tell him like... He was just like, I'm willing to sacrifice. So he just has loyalty all around. And now he was in the streets like before he was, you know, on Wild and Out. So maybe sometimes that's like a little bit like a street, like, like street loyalty, like whatever. He's just a man of integrity because we all know that that's where the term snitch and all this stuff comes from. Everybody don't got integrity in the streets. Well, I think he's going to do great. I think personally, back to Fresh Prince. That's what some of the cast should have said. If OG on Viv can't come back, we're not coming back. They They're not going to get rid of everybody. Oh, she could have been there. They wasn't doing that. They were still <laughs> laughing and giggling with the new on Viv. I think that's the importance of building relationships. Well, they also didn't like her at the time. So probably but if she would have built a relationship with them, then they would have understood. She would have been like, I got to tell you what's happening at home. They would have been able to vouch for her. They didn't like her at the time. It was easier to be like, okay, bye. Y'all, I still vote OG on Viv. I do as well, but if you, if you, everybody around you don't know what you're going through, it's hard for them to vouch for you. This is yes. true. Dropping gems. Okay, so everybody around you, Brianna Taylor, say her name. Say her name. Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. There was a special, I don't know what channel it was on. I think it was on regular Some TV. Was it ABC? Yeah, one of them, one of them regular TV channels. Yeah, Whitney, <laughs> you watched it with me. Can you break it down, like, basically? Are you laughing because I said regular TV or because I was just <laughs> breathing in the mic? Just <laughs> No, that's just what I call, I've always called, like, ABC, NBC. I just say that's regular TV. It's like the TV cable, box There's channels. cable TV and then there's regular TV. Right? Got it. Mm-hmm. And Antenna TV. For antenna somebody TV. Antenna TV. Yeah. yeah, grandmother just upgraded from antenna TV. So I kind of enjoyed grandmother's antenna TV. I hated TV. it. Okay, we had to turn the TV a certain way for it to like work. Anywho, Brianna <laughs> Taylor, Whitney, can you explain? Like, give us a little summary of it. They kind of had like a doc, not really a documentary, but a special on Brianna Taylor and kind of the history behind her, her current boyfriend's uh, relationship, and then. Her relationship with an ex-boyfriend who was a suspected lower-level or mid-level drug dealer. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really know if they were trying to prove that she was involved with him or not. But mm-hmm. from the he cops, would show a better house. The, from the cops' perspective, they were saying that they were um, investigating his involvement with her. They thought. Her house was a spot that he was holding certain items at, illegal items. Um, so they would they were watching her house. They were watching his house. He did come out of there, out of her house, with a package at some point, but it was like an Amazon box. They suspected that that might have been some sort of paraphernalia. So from what it sounds like, that was enough for them to get, make a no-knock warrant to come to her house and shoot the club up. Yeah, and she was in the crossfire. She was in the hallway, and they shot her. And what really her. stood out to me, and that's what we know as a story, they showed some actual footage of that night. I don't really know how they got that, but anyway. The news was there by then. 
So as they're uh, arresting the current boyfriend, he's like literally crying like y'all just killed my girlfriend. And they're like telling him to shut up and <laughs> get on your knees and all this kind of stuff. like no remorse. And then they interviewed uh, Michael Strahan, former former football player. Mike, Michael Strahan was interviewing one of the cops, and he's basically explaining the whole way. He's like the deputy or something, like one of the head people. And his whole position sheriff. the whole time was just like, yep, we were, we were in the right. Job. We were doing our job. We're doing our job. Basically, and, she was guilty by association. Like, she was in the way. And he even tried to blame the current boyfriend at some point. He, he said something like... If, he didn't put her in the hallway or something. Then um, she was in her house. Right. Like yeah, I didn't have Maybe a reason. Don't shoot in the, ha- in the hallway. They didn't even have enough evidence to go and search. You seen him come out of her house with one package? Go to a trap house. Right. Like if you did your research, you would know that she was the EMD. Like she didn't have any like like bad like um, criminal history or anything like that. And for them to just like barge in and then shoot her, not even an apology. And then like after all this time, they still like he's just out free doing interviews and everything. If I was Michael Strahan, I would not have been able to finish that interview. No. Yeah, there were three officers and they interviewed one of them. My thing is like when they enter, do you got to enter to shoot or kill? Like can't you they just- didn't have to enter and start shooting like there was no threat towards them. Like Right. Yeah, from what I understand, they uh, there was a gunfight and the boyfriend actually hit one of the cops. But his position is that there was it was a no knock warrant. They didn't. He said they didn't announce themselves. They said they did announce themselves. Um, I it's from what the evidence I can see because I'm I'm a detective myself. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna shoot if he really knows that there's cops at his door. But if he if it's one o'clock in the morning and someone is jiggling the door. And he doesn't know who they are. And he's saying, announce yourself. And they're not. He's fired shots. And they fired back. And unfortunately, we lost Breonna Taylor. So, basically, it sounds like it was all over drugs that were assumed mm-hmm. to be there. Like we're, we're They didn't even have proof that it was there. We're giving cops the ability to do no-knock no uh warrants and things it wasn't like that. their first time Assumed. for that division of police right. like getting in trouble for like their dangerous like like um warrants and this is uh Louis- louisville kentucky it's That's horrible their precinct yeah there's known for doing no knock norms they show other footage of them going into another house that was uh of course, all black people, poor black and people. And the kids were screaming and crying, so scared. So they're traumatized. I'm sure some of our listeners have can identify situations like this where they've been, their house has been raided and things like that. And so moving forward, the only charges that they brought against the officers were, were for the neighbors. And they said it on the show. They said for the white neighbors. They basically were endangering the white neighbors. Their house had gotten shot into because it was like a duplex or apartment or something like that. So they brought charges against them. Like you, you put white people in danger. But you killed a whole black woman. None for the person that died or the man that was in there with her, her boyfriend. So I'm just like, are y'all serious? Nothing at all. But. They have given the family what is it like a twelve million dollar like payout or Some settlement, sort of settlement. That's what they don't from understand. the city? That money is not going to bring her back. No, money's not going to bring her back. Money is not going to solve the issue or the problem. Money is not going to do that. 
Like, if I was her family, I would, I, that would be my exact words. Like, money is not going to do anything. That's the How question we have to ask justice? ourselves. If we find ourselves in that situation, who's going to take the money and who's not? And everybody lying if they say they don't. I feel like taking the money is you saying my family member that got killed is worth this dollar amount. Okay, so what if there's no other option? What if, okay, just like the O.J. Simpson case, like it was like, oh, not guilty. But then when they took it. Civil suit. A civil suit. They found him guilty in a civil suit. And they got money. Yep. So what if it was like. But they they pursued that themselves. The cops didn't come say, hey, here's some money to settle if you just be quiet. They they pursued that civil suit against O.J. And won. So that's a kind of different situation, but yeah, I see okay. What you're but they're saying. still getting money. Like they still don't have their family member. No, no, no. So like, yeah. if you knew the police was already doing shady business, and like we had already seen like George Floyd stuff had just happened like right before that, and that was on video for like what seven minutes and something seconds. Eight. Eight minutes. Yeah. So that was like the George Floyd thing was like. Right before that. So it's like, if you know that the cops are going to cover it up, if this is normal for your city, then would you be like, well, dang, should we even try? I mean, we all watched the Trayvon Martin thing, the trial on TV, and Zimmerman got off for that. Got to go from me. That's why it boils my blood. I don't know if I shared this, um, the episode before, or, you know, the first one. Um, but I actually had two coworkers tell, like, they were talking and they thought that, like, that me and another black girl that worked there, they thought that we were far away where we couldn't hear them. (laughs) And I had just started, I think I was like 19 or something at work and I didn't know what to do. And now looking back being older, I'm like, why didn't I say something? What did they say? They they said, um, yeah, you know, black lives matter is just another reason for black people to be sensitive. And what? me and the other black girl looked at each other and we're like, did you just hear that? And she's like, yeah, I heard that. And then she was like, but that's just how they are because they grew up in a racist town. And so she's like, just leave it alone. And so me at that time, I was like, I wasn't used to that. I grew up around black people and white people and all kinds of people because of growing up in the suburbs. So I wasn't used to that. And I wasn't like, now I'm mad at myself that I didn't say something. And so then even working, I've been working with these same people for years. And um, the there was one of them where she's like, yeah, you know, I don't support Trump, even though I voted for him the first time. And come to find out the week of election, she's like, I can't wait for us to win again. And it's just hurting how many people try to act like they care about your life or they care about your family's life or how they're a changed person because you want to think of them as a changed person when really people they're they change when they want to change and i think that that was the most upsetting part is if i could go back now when that was said then i would say you think that we're sensitive but you don't know what it's like to lose someone that looks just like you or that could be your family or that could be your brother or that could be your sister they're literally being slaughtered and exactly. it's okay. Like, literally, your race is viewed like 
open season and like nobody cares and nobody understands and instead of people understanding they call us sensitive well we're not sensitive we just want to be valued and cherished like the way you value our culture value our life the same all lives don't matter if black lives don't matter period yeah if one segment doesn't matter then you can't say all lives matter it's not sensitive to say hey stop killing us (laughs) hey uh for when, when and the people that do kill us, can you give them a, a fair time in, in court to be tried and convicted as murderers? Yes. Stop murdering us in the street. I don't I think don't, that's. I, I don't sensitive. have any hope for the system. When Trayvon Martin, there was no justice for his death, and George Zimmerman was out here signing skittles and tea. No. Well, that's the that's the real argument we're having here. So people are worried about bad cops or good cops or bad judges are good it's not it's not about people it's about the system in place it's broken yep yeah and the system that doesn't support us it wasn't ever built and what makes me so mad is that one of the girls that told me that she was a minority too but she grew up in a racist town where she viewed herself as being white so she felt like she was white no you're a minority you have curves just like the rest of us. Your eyebrows are different. Your hair is different and everything. So that just makes me so mad. So we're pretty disgusted with what happened with Brianna Taylor. Say her name. Brianna Taylor. Did you I say said it say her name. Oh, I said her name. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all been correcting me the whole show. So I just had to make sure I said it right. We have communication degrees. Sorry. Communication degrees. Well, since you guys have communication degrees, uh, how did you think? What did you think of the Jeezy versus Gucci? uh, (laughs) That was an odd transition. I mean, I'm a a guest. Y'all put me to work immediately, but I did it. All right. Lexi, do you know who Jeezy is? I do know who Jeezy is, and it's not just because he's dating Jeannie Mai. Jeezy Uh, is a rapper. OG rapper. I didn't realize how much of his songs I actually knew until you guys were talking Okay, when about you it. hear Jeezy, both of y'all, what is the first song that comes to mind? Oh. Oh, well, I mean, I, I know Jeezy, so. I don't know his, like, I know his songs, Trap but I didn't die. know that they were by him. Trap or Die. Like or, uh, yeah. When I hear him, the first thing that comes to mind is, A kind of young Jeezy. Yes, okay. Trying to take it. Yeah, I was listening to him prior to that, so that's why it doesn't. Well, just when I hear his name, I always that's like the song that goes through my head. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so do you know Can't Gucci, Lexi? Do I know who? Gucci. Mm-mm. I thought he was brand new when he oh, came Jesus. on BET with his wife, and they showed that is like, disrespectful. How did this new rapper get a show? Hillary Banks. <laughs> Clearly, let's bring it back around. <laughs> Uh, no, Gucci. Gucci was like the soundtrack of my college life. Okay, exactly. name a song. Maybe I might know. Uh, the Lemonade song. She's and then um, Freaky Girl. She's the a very freaky, freaky girl. girl. Okay, she get it from my mama. Yeah, you know that, Lexi. First you get uh, a name. Gucci <laughs> man. You get a number. Jeezy's okay. more so. He had he out the gate. He did have a mixtape, um, but he got he eventually got a deal with Def Jam, so he had a major label deal. Out the gate, he's had he has personal relationship with Jay Z and and Jay Z on his songs and things like that. Uh, he had a history with BMF, the Black Mafia family. I think that's what it stands for. Um, so he's had a more major label out in front commercial type of career. But they do have a song together. 
Yeah, and that it started with uh, So Icy, which so is icy, actually... Icy, so after they had icy, made that song together and had commercial so success icy. or underground success, uh, Gucci named his label Say it So Icy. So he's the, he was the so owner. So Icy Entertainment Gucci. Right, which led into uh, Brick Squad, which led Burr. into... Such artists as uh, OJ the Juice Man or Waka Flocka Flames. Those Waka are all, Flocka Flames. Waka Flocka Flames. All under like Gucci Waka Man. Right what? Well, he's not really making I music anymore. I love Waka. I don't like Waka because he supports Trump, allegedly. He's lost right now, okay? So is his mama. They are, all them rappers and entertainers that support Trump, especially the black ones, they're they, just thinking about their uh, taxes exactly. and things like that. He That's just don't want to struggle again. Especially Little Pump. <laughs> First of all, I don't even little know what Little Pump is. He needs to go. First of all, his name pump. is Little Pimp. And Trump introduced him as Little Pump. <laughs> He's my African-American. He's my hey, African-American. African-American. Come uh, here, son. Okay, so they have verses. <laughs> this is like a huge deal because they are, have been enemies for like 15 years. Like, and rightfully so. Um, I didn't know the history until... Um, it was explained during the verses, but like they literally could not be in the same room together. So people were really shocked that they were doing the verses on stage. Now, mind you, they weren't right next to each other. Like, um, like Monica and Brandy mm-hmm. and some of the other acts, like not like her Franklin and Fred Hammond, like they can kumbaya like that. There was a space in between them. They actually did it at magic city strip club. So there was like a, but like the strippers weren't out. But, they were there. They just weren't out. Yeah. Did they have face masks on when they were out? Nobody. No, had face nobody masks did. On. Except for Rick Ross. Rick and Ross then afterwards, they all to went to a club, which it. was the compound, and nobody was wearing face masks. I mean, not that I would ever participate in a strip club, but do you think the strippers would have face masks on? They're unemployed right now. No, I did oh. see on a lo- local news source that strippers were outside. Um, uh, outside no. like dogs. They, yeah, they were, they they were having drive, drive-by strip. No, no. Bananas. Maybe they had like private. Y'all need to write them a check if that's the case, because they out here risking their health stripping they in had, the hole. They had curbside Well, they've been strippers. risking their health. You can get the flu before all this. Curbside oh, strippers. Okay, so enough of that. Well, <laughs> like most of, like a lot of Jeezy and Gucci songs are like kind of like strip club anthem songs. Like they're like the beats to them. Actually, the beats make most of their songs. To be totally honest, like they're really catchy. Now, on top of that, they can both rap. But Jeezy has like a lot of like old hits, but they're big hits though. Like when you hear it, like he gets hype. He was like. He was dancing and performing on stage. Gucci is just Gucci down from head to toe. He's so chill. He literally looks like a million bucks. And um, the overarching theme of the whole thing is that Jeezy, like that guy was getting to earlier, Jeezy has resonated more with the outside world um, through radio hits and things like that. But for people who call themselves from the street and particularly from Atlanta, uh, Gucci Mane resonates more with them in their hearts. Like people from Atlanta all say Gucci Mane won. And Gucci Mane has actually put on a lot of the uh, younger rappers that are prevalent now, like Young Thug and a lot of these guys. They all reference Gucci as the person that puts them on. So his stamp on the rap game is a lot larger than what a lot of people realize. Okay, well, in my book, Gucci won. 
No, I, I'm a Gucci Man fan. I'm a fan of both, but Jeezy actually won the battle in terms of uh, song selection and things like that. But I did love, and some people were probably cringing and like, oh my God, he's so immature. But I did love when G, uh, Gucci Man performed The Truth and he said, dig your partner up. That was very entertaining. That's horrible. Okay, yeah. so I think well, if you for, know the backstory, for that reason like, alone, um, Gucci wins. The fact that he showed up to the battle, he wins, number one. Because years ago, and I learned this from the songs, um, the diss songs, um, what they did the Icy song together. Um, Jeezy wanted to put it on his album, but it was actually Gucci's song, so he didn't and let him do it. they didn't want to pay Gucci for the song. Exactly. So then Jeezy like, puts it out there. I got $10,000 for whoever could come back and bring me Gucci's chain. Well, in order to get this chain off this grown man's neck, you're going to have to kill him. So he put a bounty on his head for $10,000. So a gentleman by the name of Pookie Loke. Uh, took that offer apparently and him went, and some other people were involved right, too and they went to gucci man's house his house invaded his privacy while he, he was, was intimate with a woman involved with a young we're giving the background lexi so everybody can understand so no i'm saying was it that deep i don't for know the chain? i don't this is, we're talking about the streets yeah, Streets. like it, it was, I don't know. Everything doesn't make sense. It doesn't, and no. it's dangerous. Street but atmosphere, but yeah. anyway, that's They were trying was. to catch him in a vulnerable position while he didn't have on no clothes and get rid of him. But they I don't think ones, that's a good reason to. Like, you make another song. They were the ones that actually were caught vulnerable. Make another song. And um, Gucci Man actually killed one of the guys and buried him. Yeah. Himself. And he buried him himself. So then, like, got off because it was self defense. Self defense. And, like, then made a diss track about it and was like, I buried your partner and he can't say anything. And, yeah. Well, and so, yeah, a lot of people were referencing, oh, he said he has $10,000 on work for Gucci. But the reason he said that, because that was the amount, as my wife referenced, that's the amount Jeezy put on his head. So, yeah. And Gucci Man's. Uh, frame of mind. It's like I'm here. I survived. I got ten thousand like dollars worth around, of clothes like, happy on. To be walking around the I got five like, million dollars worth me. of jewelry on in your face. Yeah, and so after wow. the song came on, he was performing it to Jeezy's face, like while he was doing it. Like you have to watch that part of the battle if you don't watch nothing else. And right afterwards, he was talking to him, and he was like, "Yeah, like." Your partner, what he got to say, he can't say nothing. And if you want to send three more my way, I'll bury them and put them in a box too. Tonight, oh. um, we'll be smoking Pookie, Pookie No Pookie or whatever. whatever. Yeah, uh, Pookie Lo. And then he was like, free kill, free kill. Jeezy responded, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. Okay, grown man you. that tried to kill me. I, yeah, exactly. I came to you as a grown man and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And But he did, he did come back with... um. I'm a realist in it. You already know. You know that song? I'm the realist it was, in it. It was a you great already tran- know you about transitions. Top of the it was, year, it was four times in a row. Amazing transition. You, you can't take that away from Jeezy. So it looked like he was prepared. He was a better transitioner than Lexi. It was. He was prepared <laughs> for Gucci to play those diss songs, so he led into one of his bigger hits. But um, I was nervous watching it. I'm like, shoot, did they check him at the door for guns? A lot of people were nervous. No, I feel 
like Jeezy and his he team was taunting probably him. prepared him for that. Well, they the, probably did, but they he, were both prepared because, like we referenced at the end, they ended up on "So Icy," which is a song they both rapped on, and what was the start of both of the careers mostly. So, if you ask me, I don't care about none of the songs that Jeezy played, even though they were better, like song wise. You know, he probably did win. I but feel like in Gucci book, left Gucci a lot on won. the table. He left a lot of songs that real Gucci fans know. He did, but he wasn't there for that. No, he was there for the for the street, the gangster stuff. Yeah, um, he's like, okay, I'm going to show up. I'm not scared of you. That's one reason probably to show up. And then mm-hmm. two, like some people like me out there like hadn't heard those diss songs before. So he played the two diss songs back to back too. The second one explained exactly what happened. And... I just feel like people was like that was wrong for Gucci and rappers are out here dying and they killing each other. Backstory. But like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care if it's been 15 years. I don't know that I could get over you sending somebody to kill me. Like, I could but not he be here. He got a whole baby on the way now. Self defense. No, it's self defense. It was his life or the dude's life over a chain, over a song. Are you kidding me? He got a whole wife now with a baby boy on the way. I, that could not be his reality. And now you want me to act like everything's cool and do this verses with you and like sing your songs. Like, no, if I come, okay, I'll accept the olive branch. But I'm going to say what's real. I don't even care about these songs. So stop trying to make it seem like you're all this, this, and that. And kumbaya at home with Jeannie Mai. She clearly don't know who you used to be. So basically overall in, in the Morgan household... We're riding with Gucci, man. We're riding. Lexi, vote. But Jeezy, Jeezy won the battle. He I'm going to have to go with Jeezy from based off of the information that I've gathered. I really yeah. chose not. To, I mean, I'm not a fan of either one of them. So So you're going to go with the dude that tried to kill him? He's changed. Girl. Okay. He's matured. <laughs> so since we're going to transition out of this to our like norms that we do every week, what is y'all music pick of the week? Okay, so all week, I mean, I know we just got done talking about Jeezy and Gucci Mane, but I've been listening to Done by One House. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sealed in Heaven. Yes, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, that's a good song. It's um, uh, one of my ministry um, inspirations. In my head, she's like a mentor. I just haven't like sat down with her but yet we in met life. Her. Yeah, but we did meet her, um, Sarah Jake's church um, in L.A. It's their praise team song, um, Done by One House. I've also been listening to, I'm still listening to Queen Naja. It's just yeah. a good album. I am on Queen Naja, and I'm also on, um, I just went back and started downloading a bunch of Jeezy and Gucci because some stuff I forgot about. You know how, like, like, for instance, even, like, all the people that have had verses, like, Brandy versus Monica, it's like, oh, I forgot about that song. Oh, I my gosh, have Commitment that. by Monica? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, like, makes you be like, oh, dang, I appreciate that. So, I've been listening to that. Whitney, what yes. about you? I had to go back and listen to uh, the soundtrack in my college, so a lot of a lot of Gucci Man mixtapes I've been on. Yeah. Uh, as far as recent uh, albums, I've been listening to the new Busta Rhymes, Extinction Level Event 2. And then T.I.'s new album, The Libra. I heard that was good. Um, I cannot remember what The Libra stands for right I now. I just don't really but care both of them, Check it out. It's actually not what you would think a quote-unquote T.I. album is. He, 
it has a lot of involvement from like his daughters and his son and a lot of people who are close to him. It's a, uh, I would say it's a new classic. It's a classic album. What is it called? The Libra. Okay, okay. Really quick here, y'all. Netflix pick of the week or any streaming channel. Um, I'll start with mine. Hulu, Little Fires Everywhere was amazing. Oh, what is that? With Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington. Oh. So freaking good. I don't know how to explain it without telling you and spoiling it. So go watch it. So I have the cheap Hulu, like the five ninety. That's the one I have. Kind. I did not know that if you have Hulu, you can go back and watch current shows the next day. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, so been, what you been watching? I've been watching Totabellas. Um, they come on on Thursdays, but I watch on Fridays on Hulu. Like, that is, wow. Okay. I wish they would put the Braxtons on Hulu, though, so then I don't have to go back and watch on DVR. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I watch so much TV with my wife, and I forget what we watch. Um, the last thing I can remember us watching that was good to me was actually on the Urban Movie, movie Channel. Yeah. yeah. What's the name of that show? Was it Monogamy? Yeah, Monogamy. Yeah, um, but we watched something else on there, too. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on there. It's Was underrated. It ambition or something? No. no, that's on Stars. So it's, everyone We knows. watch P Valley on Stars too. Yeah, P Valley. Check out P Valley. <laughs> um <laughs> What? <laughs> Awkward. Well, if you know the No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone knows that I'm a huge Real Housewives fan. And Real Housewives is coming back in two weeks. Oh my I'm lord. So hyped. Okay, uh, yeah. Real, real World Challenge is coming back as well. Ew, ew, what? Ew, ew, ew. Yep. Okay, wow. yeah, we're going to have to close it out because I want some ice cream. So, oh, um, yeah. question of the day. I purposely don't tell y'all so that it can be straight off the top of your head. Okay. Quick response. What color represents your life right now? Pink. Because? Pink because it's vibrant. Pink because... I look at pink as the color of strength, being that it is the um, color for breast cancer awareness. And both my mom and grandmother, which are also yours, um, they also they they both survived the um, breast cancer. So when I think of the color pink, I just think of this as like my I survived a lot from the last season that I was in in life, and this is my time to just like be myself and be bright about life and not look at my current circumstances as far as like the um, pandemic is going on, but just, oh. Go ahead. But just choose to just look at all the things that God has still blessed me with and is continuing to bless me with. And so the color pink represents my I season I did say of short light. answer. Thank oh, you. sorry. Whitney? I'm going to go with Till. Uh, oh. We all have shirts that say Life Reset on right now. So in mm -hmm. the Till is the, the, the color of the reset. It embodies, uh, shout out to Faith City Christian Center. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> recently <laughs> had men's and women's encounters. And we yes. uh, took the time to reset uh, from the mundane, from what we're currently going through in, in the world uh, through the pandemic and people losing their jobs and people just li life as we know it has changed. And so we can either sit back and wallow in that or we can reset and reset our mind, re reset our relationship with God 
and um, attack this thing full on with the full confidence and the full armor of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Yes, yeah, Jesus. I, I, I mean, two minutes means nothing to y'all. We're okay? black. Okay. Amen. That's powerful. Both of us. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so mine's is about to be mediocre. Uh, mine's is, um, I'm thinking four screen. Oh. And look at it on a, a color spectrum of green. You know, the dark green that's going to fade to the light green. Mm-hmm. I'm at the four screen because I'm like ready to go. But I'm not like right there at the tip of the light green. That's like the green light means go. I'm like transitioning, like mm. Um, mm, transitioning right now. And mm. that's like, you know, like financially, like right, mentally. Right. My, like My hands is itching and she's talking about green. So yeah, Morgan household is about to be blessed. Yeah, like I'm determined. But like when it gets to green, green, like that's like put your foot on the gas and so like i'm transitioning into it because 2020 has been like a crazy year but and there's so much coming up too like with the holidays and things like that Mm -hmm. but like i'm just ready to get beyond it but like i can't say like i'm on green right now but it's it's a transition plus it's just like a really good fall color and it's real feeling that real fallish mediocre not at all well y'all's was spiritual way to, way to bring it that's home, spiritual baby. you and you yeah. included yeah. god you said a word yeah. you this is right. why he has destined you to be the transitioner of the show <sighs> he's preparing you and molding you for a transition excuses so that she don't have to transition but anyways <laughs> let me go ahead and transition out um this has been another great episode of excuse me i'm, I'm speaking. speaking we want to take out the time to thank my husband thank you ow, 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 mr Hus whitney morgan yes um we want to thank you for coming i'm sure you'll be back for thank plenty you, more black yes. Queens for having yes. and if my future husband is listening you know just take your time like i'm you and stuff hey come join us forever okay come join us we'll have for the love of lexi on the show and we can interview you so but anywho (laughs) signing out excuse me i'm no longer speaking i'm out of here adios book 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 book